Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this world and they made me a Welcome monster. back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always is Wheels Lineker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I feel like a full muffin in my mouth. <laughs> Wait, so should we start over? No, no, no. I like it like this. <laughs> This is gold. Um, my wife is already complaining. Do I have to listen to this for the whole night? No, no, only for the next like two and a half hours. No, one hour. I, I got a hard out. <laughs> I got, got a hard out at nine. Um, so, Akiva, here's the thing. There was uh, no NFL played this week, apparently, or at least the Vikings had a uh, a rare two-week bye. So uh, a few people have asked us when we are going to do our NBA preview. The NBA season, regular season, has literally just begun this minute as we are recording. Um, obviously by the time you're listening to this, if anybody is listening to this, uh, the season has started, uh, the first few games are in the books. So we thought we would do our NBA preview now. And then apparently they did play football on Sunday. Just the Vikings forgot about it. So, uh, we can do our uh, NFL podcast tomorrow, maybe, or Thursday later this week, but, uh, there's no Seinfeld podcast this week. So Akiva's going to do two thirty two fans instead. No promises, but we're doing this one. That we can guarantee. <laughs> we are doing this right now. That is correct. All right. So, Akiva, tell me how you want to do this. Um, it goes without saying I've ranked the uh, top 200 players in the NBA. It also goes without saying that I have predicted every single game this season in the NBA. So I have totals, uh, predicted records for every team. Uh, we could go through and, you know, we can go through that way over unders. Um, you know, if we just want to completely copy Bill Simmons and everything he does. No, um, <laughs> I, I want to, um, how about we do your power rankings 30 to one and we'll talk about each team. Okay. Uh, by the way, I should say uh, to update some of our bets. So, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago I had made two ridiculous bets. Uh, one of them, I, I, uh, took the Cubs and you took the field to win the world series. That one's looking pretty good for me. Uh, the same day I bet that Tom Brady would have over three and a half touchdowns in his opening game of the season against the Browns. Mm-hmm. And that worked uh, out. Yeah, that was obviously uh, a bit of a overpromising. He did look; he did have 400 yards in that game, but he only had three touchdowns. So, uh, so you won that bet. Uh, if the Cubs win the World Series, we break even. But last week we made a fifty dollars bet on the winner of the uh, Jets game against the Baltimore Ravens. No, you said you wouldn't make that bet. No, I would. You mocked because you said you said you'd be willing to bet your life for not fifty bucks. You cowed me into it. Uh, are you sure you, you got to play that back? Are you sure you actually agreed to it? I mean, I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, we can go We can go to the tape, or we can ask our listeners to go review the tape from last week. Uh, yeah, they really needed Gino to get hurt, but let's, uh, let's talk basketball for now. Okay, Akiva. So I don't have the NBA teams in order of power rankings, but I have them in order from wins to losses because, as I said, I have predicted every game of the season. Oh so we can God. do it in that order. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Cool guy. Okay. That's fine. 
All right, and then, and then what's our bet going to be? If, if are we not doing over unders, what's our what's our big NBA preseason bet going to be? Uh, I think we'll have it. We'll try and figure it out on on the way. If not, we'll do some sort of playoffs. Uh, you know, we'll we'll predict the playoffs of some in some kind, unless we can find a better bet along the way. I mean, I like over unders. We both did really well on our baseball over unders that we did in March. Yeah, so. I, I don't. We don't have to copy like everything about Simmons. So I, let's not do, just do over unders. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, also, it's been, really not interesting whether an NBA team wins twenty five or thirty five games to me. Well, uh, you, you because you're because, a snob. Yeah, I'm a snob. Well, you're not really you're not really a basketball fan. You're at, you only care about the Spurs in the playoffs, basically. No, I care I mean, about. I love the NBA. What are you talking not about? Not really. I I asked you about. I was talking about a Spurs game in the first round last year. You said I don't watch the first round of the playoffs. Uh, well, no, I don't watch like the first quarter of the first round of the playoffs. I watch, I watch like the second. No, you half. told me, you told me you weren't watching the Spurs first round games because you just take, you, you only care about the winning titles and that. Well, early, that really was an in. annihilation. Like there was nothing to watch. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm a regular season NBA fan. That's really all I have. So, all right, fine. So we will go in order of my predictions of, uh, of wins and losses for each team. We'll cool. do it like you want. Let's so are we starting at the bottom or are we starting at the top? Uh, 30, obviously. You don't count from one to 30. Nobody's sticking around to hear what we say about the Nets. <laughs> why do you think the nets are number 30 whatever it's just you know they could be 28 it's just an no, no no you are they're, correct the they are they're favored in four games supposedly as of now <laughs> uh so then i have them uh maybe i should bet the money line on them or at least the spread on every game because i have them winning 16 games All right i'm gonna i'm gonna try something i'm gonna say the uh starting lineup for every team okay or maybe the sixth man so this their starting lineup uh projected is jeremy lynn randy foy uh steen's favorite player uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Trevor Booker, and Brooke Lopez. They did make one nice. They have Skola off the bench, which uh, a lot of yeah. Like, so teams. I don't know. I don't know. I assume they're starting Bogdan Bojanovic. Yeah. So even if they're starting, uh, if if they're starting him, actually, that would mean that they actually have an above average bench with Skola and uh, Grievous Vasquez. And they First have, of all, no, Skola's done. Their bench is terrible. I don't know what and, you're talking about. And they ha- well compared to like the other bad teams, and they have Anthony Bennett's corpse. Um. Yeah, they're a bad team. Obviously, there's really um, nothing to say. I. I mean, if Lopez goes down, this team could lose. Wait, hold on. Are we talking about the Nets? Oh, I screwed up. I have the Nets. I don't have the Nets as my fewest wins. Actually. Oh, we're already. I. I where right, where do you have the Nets? Okay, I do have the Nets. Here was my comments for the Nets. I cannot imagine a scenario where I will ever watch a Nets game, other than when the Timberwolves play them on November eighth, and I will be at that game. I have the Nets winning eighteen games, but I have the Sixers winning only sixteen games. All right, let's finish the Nets, and then we'll go. We'll go to twenty nine and thirty since you messed up. Yeah, we will. We've spent enough time talking about the Nets. But I mean, like after Lopez, like your second best player is Jeremy Lin. Your third best player is like Bogdanovich. Like, oh, I mean, this team is horrible. There's nothing terrible team. There's nothing to say. Good. Uh, The Sixers are next. You know, we're prevented by all these injuries from seeing the hilarity of them trying to play Okafer and, and Nerlens and Simmons and Embiid um, and Dario Saric, by the way, you know, they have like five basically first year or second year uh, big men, but um, still, even, I guess we assume even a year after the process is officially over, they're going to sit Simmons out the whole year and take the whole season. Right. That's why I only have him winning 16. Games. No, Simmons is going to come back. He'll be back by, by the all-star break. I think if not but a little wh- sooner. Well, they say he's out for three months, so why would they bring him back in March? For what reason? At well, that point, they're just... No, give give him some reps so he's ready to go next year and be, like, a, you know, right. uh, a decent player. It's weird, like, it's weird, like, Gerald Henderson is a weird guy to have on this team. Uh, you know, just play all kids, like... Uh, yeah. I'm not a Robert, Robert Covington fan. I don't know if there are a lot of Robert Covington fans. Like, so, you know, Sarek, Embiid, and Okafor, the only guys that matter with Noel and Simmons out. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have Stauskas. Ah, this team is a disaster. 
Projected yeah. starting five: Rodriguez, Henderson, Covington, Sarek, and Bead. That's Where like are you a, getting your lineups from? Because I have different lineups. Uh, ESPN. You think that's wrong? Oh well, I have my own uh, projected lineups. So okay. ESPN probably knows more than I. No, do. it could be wrong, but uh, you know, those are five guys on their team, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I mean that team is horrible and like o- almost as unwatchable. Like you want to watch Embiid for a game or two. But he's only going to be able to play like 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. So. No, we'll come back. To, if Simmons is playing, we'll come back to the team in March and see what's going on. Well, we we won't, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. maybe so the collective. Cool. So who's number 28? <laughs> All right. So I have uh, two teams winning 18 games. The aforementioned Brooklyn Nets and then uh, the Phoenix Suns. To me, they are in the race for worst team in the league. They're certainly in the race with the Lakers for worst team in the West. The difference, like if you compare them to the Lakers for a second, is like whereas the Lakers at least have some interesting guys, the Suns have nothing. Like, all right, Devin Booker, Eric Bledsoe, even Brandon Knight, they have three decent guys in the, in the backcourt, but the rest of this team is god-awful. It's like franchise malpractice, what they did when they turned, like, Jeff Hornacek's team that won 48 games into this track. Um, I have this team winning 18 games. Um, they're tw- over or under is 26 and a half, which is pretty high. To me, that's a, that's a lock. For yeah, them. I don't think they could get there. I mean, right, at full strength, the, the, a backcourt of Bledsoe, Booker, and Knight is probably above average. Yeah, but there's just nothing at forward. I mean, I've yeah, never. Who, who's their best player in the front court? I guess the corpse of Tyson Chandler. Yeah, Tyson Chandler. But after that, PJ Tucker played okay last year. Or two Alex years Len ago. has been a complete waste. Yeah, Dragon Bender's not even close to ready. Guy, guy couldn't even yeah. make the bench for Maccabi Tel Aviv last year. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's team garbage. And then uh, the fourth of the uh, truly terrible teams, obviously, is the Lakers. Obviously, it's a tremendous joy to watch the Lakers be terrible. Yeah, oh, the, but the Lakers are much more talented than the other three teams we just talked about. Yeah, well, so I have them winning 19 games. Here's the thing. First of all, the amount they gave Mozgov is hilarious. Um, they overpaid Dang, which doesn't really make sense for an aging, like they, for a, a team, a young team. What They, they did gave a Dang. bananas contract to Yi Jianlan, but luckily he quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, at least there's, in, like, you want to see what's D'Angelo Russell going to do? What's Brandon Ingram going to do? Is Julius Randle going to be, you know, a decent power forward? So there's actually, like, there's something to watch here, which is not really true for the for the other teams we've mentioned. No, this is an interesting team. This is definitely a watchable team. Uh, Dang is in, is in a weird spot, similar to Gerald Henderson on the Sixers. He's like the yeah, one. He turned on the Timberwolves to join this garbage so you know what um i sign on to all the the things that a daddy fairy said about him <laughs> yeah but but russell might put up big numbers like clarkson is serviceable uh julius randall like i, I think he like he's never really gonna get there but you know he's gonna get a lot of he's gonna get the ball a lot here uh mozgov is gonna be insane mozgov is gonna be back and like playing for like cheska moscow by like yeah. February. He's going to be horrible. I mean, he couldn't get off the bench in the playoffs. So they, uh, whatever, that trade made no sense. And also the funny thing is that they hate um, – like they hated Roy Hibbert. But Moskov is not exactly more nibble on his feet than Roy Hibbert. Right. Uh, I mean he is. He At this point, Hibbert is so done and, and Moskov is a little better than that. But the, I mean this team has Nick Young and Meta World Peace on its bench still. Yeah, let's stop talking about them. Okay. All right. Okay. So the uh, the fifth now we take a big jump up. Those well, are the can four you count backwards and say twenty six? Okay. So thirty twenty nine twenty twenty seven. Okay. So the twenty sixth team. You like counting have, on your fingers? Well, because I I don't have it written down that way. I have standing. So the thirteenth yeah, team you in the can't, West. Like intuit what's thir- like we're only up to twenty six. Right. Okay. By like seventeen, I understand <laughs> you might. <laughs> All right. The 26th team in my uh, preseason uh, standings predictions, the Sacramento Kings, I have them going 28 and 54. Um, Last year, they won 33. They lost Rondo. His replacement starting lineup is Darren Collison, who's already suspended the first eight games of the year for domestic battery. 
Um, and you also there's always the risk of like a complete franchise explosion, Boogie demanding a trade. So, you know, I give them 28 wins, which is safely under their over under. And I think that it's more likely that they win 20 than they win 40. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. And they could somehow trade Cousins and win like 12. Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, this team is they didn't do anything like Cauley Stein, Gay. They're still there. Macklemore, I think at this point, you know, we're writing off. I like a Flalo, but not on this team. Uh, you know, he's he's like a right now, like a good seventh or eighth piece on a contending type team. Yeah. Uh, right. the, I I mean, they're starting Ty Lawson, who shouldn't be in the NBA anymore. No, they're not. First no, they're not. What are you talking about? Yeah, the first eleven oh, games oh, of the year, the they the until Carlson comes back. Yeah, they're starting Ty Lawson. Um, I, I missed guess, like two flights, yeah, I think, yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. I guess they have to. They don't have a choice. No. All right. So, yeah. So that's a terrible team. Number 25, uh, the Orlando Magic. They've taken a real downfall the last couple of years. This – and we'll talk about this. This is part of the tragedy of Kevin Durant because I absolutely loved the Serge Ibaka trade for Oklahoma City. I hated it for Orlando. It doesn't make any sense to me. They have so many pieces in the front court. Um I mean, now Aaron Gordon gets pushed to the bench and like their starting backcourt is like Devin Marble and Alfred Payton, unless I guess they might want to try and force Aaron Gordon to play the three and Fournier to the two. Um, so they get some of their more of their big guys. No, on the I, court think that's what, I think that's what they're going to do. Play Gordon and Fournier together. All right. Well, all right, well, go, well, Gordon is not a wing, so that's not going to work. They paid Bismarck Biambo an insane amount because he had a bunch of rebounds in a couple of playoff games. There's no scenario in which he can be on the court with uh, Vucevic, who they're probably no. going to end up trading also. Yeah. Um, Again, their backcourt, Alfred Payton, who Bill Simmons loved when he was a rookie, he's turned out to be a, a, a bum, basically. And the, tell, name a guard on this team who you're excited about. I mean, Hazonia, Marble, they have like, no good guards. Yeah, Payton is disappointing. I had him for fantasy last year, and he used to be one of these weird guys who would put up like 7.7 rebounds, 7 assists, but he couldn't even do that for most of last year. Yeah. What, so who's, is, is your wife watching like TV really loud right behind yeah, you? Yeah, what are you watching in the background, Jen? She's watching Shark Tank in the background. Uh, can we at least put the World Series on, please? She said no. Is this a rerun? Like, has she seen this episode of Shark oh, Tank? Oh, I'm sure it's a rerun. No, she doesn't watch new episodes. No, well, oh, oh. Hey, okay, can you turn the volume down a little bit? She should do a. She should do a Shark Tank podcast. Uh, do you want to do a? Do you want to do a Shark Tank podcast with Akiva? No. Can you please go into your bedroom and do this? No, there's no internet there. You can watch Shark Tank in the bedroom. All right. Okay. Uh, next, is I she, have. Was she not like happy with me anymore? She was very happy with me at the wedding. Oh, Akiva says you were very happy with him at the wedding. Well, that's true. I do like him. She says that's true. I do like him now. Oh, because I. She said that she would switch uh, husbands. I told my wife, and would she you, asked, would, would you she switch asked, like four times since. Like, when's that switch happening? My wife was like, right <laughs> Akiva's wife wants to know when the switch is happening. <laughs> Depends how much food you bring her. I guess you brought her food at the wedding. Yeah, I could do that. I don't know how to cook, but I could like get you takeout. He doesn't know how to cook, but he can get you takeout. All right, that's a start. Says okay. So uh, the next team on my list, number twenty-four, Rad. Is that correct? The Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I have them exactly at their over/under. Um, I, I think we said. I know we said this this summer on one of our podcasts. We had mentioned that Emmanuel Mudiay was literally the worst player in the NBA last year. Yeah. And obviously he's going to improve, but how much, I guess, is the question. But their backward is him and Gary Harris. So um, although they have a lot of guards on the bench, they have Will Barton, Jameer Nelson, Jamal Murray. Um, they're going to score a lot, but uh, they can't play any defense. And, you know, I mean, seriously, look at the, who's playing defense for them. Fareed, Gallinari, these are all like, you know, negative defenders in the front court. No, no, I cannot. It doesn't work there. Please don't interrupt me because then it makes editing much harder. And don't call him Alexander. It's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, Akiva's got to go at nine. So stop because you're interrupting us and preventing us from finishing. Okay, so um, any comments on the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like the the Yakic uh, Nurkic front court with Fareed. Although obviously someone's getting dealt, right? Probably Fareed. I, there's a it's it's a pretty typical Fareed's, Nug- Fareed's trade value is pretty low though. Yeah, it's a it's a typical Nuggets team in that they have like seven B pluses. Although you could argue, I guess, if Moody and and you know, Harris aren't even good, then maybe they don't even have seven B pluses. Maybe they only have like four. Yeah. All right. So what do we have to do now? Number 23. Is that right? All right. So every team we've discussed so far, there's zero chance of them making the playoffs, right? Zero chance. Zero chance. Yeah. All right. So let's see. I, I get the Nuggets like 1%. But yeah, I think that's that's a good cutoff because the next team I, well, the, the next team I have is the Miami Heat. This is a disaster. Uh, the Wade thing obviously was shocking. The Bosch thing is sad. The Tyler Johnson contract, I mean, I'm in the 99th percentile of having heard of NBA players. I had never heard of this guy, and he got $50 million. No one had heard of him. It was insane. Yeah. So um, this team, I, I I mean, could they make the playoffs? I guess it's possible because the bottom of the East is bad. But I, I, I have them winning 35 games, and I think that's even generous. I mean, clearly they're missing a piece. We know who the piece is, and he's, he's not going to play. Um, so, I, I mean – it's weird because they've made great moves. Justice Winslow is a great draft pick. Whiteside is the find of all time. And Dragic was, you know, was basically they stole him. Uh, but there's just not, you know, there's really nothing else. Like Derek Williams is fine, but he's like a good, like, you know, like stretch four coming off the bench. He's, he shouldn't be your starting power forward. Yeah. You know, McRoberts is washed up. There's just nobody else. Yeah. Um, it's It's just... You know, obviously they don't have any real fans except for Ari Gold, so nobody feels bad for them. But uh, I mean, Dion Waiters might throw up like a hundred shots a few games this year. But I, yeah, th- yeah this team oh, might be. I, is it possible that a team with Dragic, Whiteside, and Winslow, you know, and really smart management could swing like for a fourth good player and get the eighth seed in the East? It's possible. Yeah, but I don't think Riley wa- does. Riley want to do that? No, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, unless like the player you swing for is. Like Boogie Cousins, there's no reason to go after that type of guy. Yeah, I agree. No no reason. All right, okay, next on my list, I have uh, – we're up to number 22. I have the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I hate to say this, but I kind of feel like Anthony Davis is cursed at this point. The only thing that interests me about this team is I want to see if Buddy Heald can become, you know, what what what, what he looked like, at least in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. In the I mean, end, who's the, the second best guy on the team? Well, I, I they would hope that it's going to be Buddy Heald. Right, who is it actually? Uh, I guess Drew Holiday when he when he comes back, really? but he's out to start the season. Yeah, Tyreek Evans definitely. maybe. Uh, yeah. I, Ty- I mean Tyreek isn't starting. I don't think like the uh, Lance Stevenson made the team. That's not a good sign. <laughs> uh, I, I mean Anthony Davis is twenty three. You're silly, uh, you know, to write him off. Obviously, but I'm not writing him off. I just I I, I don't. This team is awful. Me, like, I'm sad when I think of him. You almost like have to sit Davis out this year or like tank it on purpose to get another good player. Cause Anthony Davis alone is not going to get you to the, you know, he's going to become the new Garnett except like injury prone. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, but like a worse version. Cause they're not even going to make the playoffs. Garnett at least had the decency to lose in the first round every year. <laughs> Thank you. Jackass. All right. Uh, so that's uh, that's enough. Of the new Orleans Pelicans. Now we move up to 21. I believe that's the New York Knicks. Another disaster. Uh, Noah's already injured. Derrick Rose is disgusting and will be injured soon anyways. The only guy on their bench is Brandon Jennings. And again, when Rose gets injured, he has to start. And their bench is going to be just god-awful. The Knicks spent a fortune to have a team that would have made the playoffs like five years ago, basically. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, like, like Willie Hernan Gomez is going to play serious minutes for this team. Kylo Quinn, who could barely play for, like, the abominable 2016 Knicks, is going to have to play a zillion minutes for the 2017 Knicks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. This team is missing two wings to, to be, like, a real playoff team. Because if Anthony gets hurt or if Porzingis gets hurt, this team is winning, like, eight games. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a guy in my fantasy uh, football league, uh, Ari Diskin, who uh, comes to the draft every year with a magazine from five years previous, and he drafts his entire team. It's basically who were pro bowlers five years before the current season. Does he really bring an old magazine to the draft? <laughs> Not literally, but it seems that way because his team is always sure. – his, his whole team is pro bowlers from five years before, yeah. and then every year, shockingly, his 34-year-old players get injured, and then he complains about it, and then he names – so his team name is the all-injury team. Um, again, because he drafts, uh, he doesn't draft anybody who's younger than thirty, and that's basically the Knicks. I, I, this team is, yeah, it's like who is Phil Jackson heard of? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number twenty, the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year's preseason hype team, they ended up only winning thirty-three. Now Giannis is the point guard, but they have like a massive hole at shooting guard with Middleton's injury. I guess Rashad Vaughn is going to get a chance. I, I don't know. I, I think. They can compete for a playoff spot in the bottom of the East, but basically, I think the biggest question here is: is can Jabari Parker take a big step forward? Because he has not been what he was supposed to be. No, and I don't. I like he's definitely there's something wrong. Like you don't. He asks. He's only 21 years old, so obviously he can get much, much better. But if he was, you know, LeBron James, we would have seen. Uh, we would have seen a glimpse of it already. You know, 14 well, and five is not acceptable for. You know, I, I mean, listen, he's shooting the ball okay. He can't he, he can't shoot threes, but he's shooting the ball okay. But his rebounding is really unimpressive. Now, uh, he was much better the last couple months unimpressive. of the year yeah. when they moved Giannis to point guard. So let's see what they do. But yeah, the Middleton injury really hurts him a lot. This is not like a horribly constructed team at full at full strength with Giannis, Middleton, Jabari. Uh, you know, they have a bunch of pieces in the front court. Monroe, Henson, Toledovich. Uh, but... You Jason know. Kidd's a good coach, but he's not a good, you know, he should not be your GM. And apparently he's been having a lot of say in player yeah. acquisition. It's they got Delhi. There's, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. So is Giannis going to be officially the starting point guard or are they going to start Delhi at point guard? I don't know. Giannis has eligibility in fantasy basketball at shooting guard, small forward and power forward. And I assume he will get point guard eligibility in the first. Wait, why not point guard? He was point guard the last like month of the year. Last I'm year. not sure. You could, yeah. you could call up uh, Matthew Barry. Um, All right. Actually, ESPN's like fantasy basketball page is really sad. I they don't even have auction values. It's like why they ESPN. Why well, like ESPN better than Yahoo? Yeah, for football also no. Uh yes, I like ESPN oh, better for everything. You're on crack. Okay. Uh, no, right. Yahoo. Had, what, I'm not going to get this. Is so I mean, everybody says Yahoo's the best for football. No, uh, Yahoo's draft is. I mean, you guys draft in person in your league, but Yahoo's draft is not usable. ESPN's right. draft is a thousand times better. Yeah, draft literally, is still still out of like internet stats. Stats. Yeah. All right. Okay, fine. Um, let's move on to uh, the number 19 team, which will shock people because everybody else in the universe is slurping this team like crazy. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. Everybody's taking the over on them. Um, look, I've been burned enough to avoid it for now. I think they're a year away. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. Um, but I have them winning 40 games for now. And again, I mean, this if, team is so much better than any team we've discussed so far. Yeah, well, uh, Simmons and, um, and and House both put them at a lock for 46 or 47 wins. Here's the thing with this team. Their starting lineup last year had the highest per 100 possession offense in the league, better than the Warriors' death lineup. But their defense was the worst in the league. Their defense was so terrible. So 
look, obviously, you bring in Tibbs. The defense is going to get better instantly. But the West is also – there's a lot of teams to leapfrog. They got to leapfrog Dallas, Houston, Memphis, Utah. Like, there's a lot of teams they got to jump ahead of. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the Pekovic thing isn't really being talked about, but that's a big deal. Because with Pekovic – He's not he's a player. He's out for the year. He would be relevant. No, he's not. I, I didn't even. I haven't heard his name in like three years. No, he's not. He's not relevant at all to this team. Well, he's out for the year, so this is not worth discussing more. But the point if is, completely, if he was completely healthy, he wouldn't play ten minutes a game for this team. They have Carl Anthony Towns at center. Excuse me. What do you need Pekovic for? Well, Dang Dang has never played more than like nineteen minutes his whole career. Someone's got to back him up. No, Gorgie Dang is their power. He's their starting power forward. They've they've Cole Aldrich and Jordan Hill as backups at center, oh. who who are both Cole Aldrich know, sucks. I mean, Cole Aldrich was universally considered one of the best free agent signings of the offseason. Oh, my God. Maybe, like, if for White Guy Illustrated. I, no, his his PR is, like, 23.2. He is literally one of the top 10 people. Everybody loved that. Oh um, every every smart NBA every smart NBA writer loved the Cole Aldrich signing. I hope, I hope signing. when the Spurs play the Wolves, you guys play Cole Aldrich 30 minutes. No, he plays 15 minutes a game. But, he like, people were saying, like, his loss is, like, the biggest uh, negative for the Clippers this year. Like, people mm-hmm. people really like Cole Aldridge. I'm just what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Chris Dunn? So, apparently, now what they're saying is is Tibbs is saying that by game 20, Chris Dunn will be ready to be the starting point guard. And at that point, they might trade Rubio. Can he shoot, though? He can't shoot, but neither can Rubio. But right, he's already he, He's already elite defensively. Um yeah, they could play Dunn and Rubio, frankly, because Zach Levine, who he'll port 20 points a game in for you, but he can't play a lick of defense. I think the biggest question in terms of Tibbs is going to be Zach Levine because one of two things is going to happen. Either Zach Levine is going to learn to play some modicum of defense and he's going to be like a borderline all-star type player, or Tibbs is going to get annoyed at his defense and he will never get off the bench. Tibbs going to want to murder one of these guys. I mean, they have so many guys who don't play defense. Like, yes, they're ju- going to be good just because of his system, like better than they should be as the sum of their parts. But uh, there's some frustrating guys here to coach. Yeah. Um, well, who? Just Levine, really. I mean, Rubio can be a little frustrating. What, what do you think about Shabazz Muhammad? He's, he's fine. He's a, he's a fine rotation piece. You know, whatever. He's the, 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 the guy that they're really hoping a lot for uh, coming off the bench is Bielica, who's going to be, you know, one of their backup, uh, you know, bigs. But he uh, he's supposed to be a good three-point shooter. Last year, he was just like too nervous to shoot the ball. He, he'd be wide open. He just passed it off. They need him to be a three, uh, you know, to be a three and D guy. Yeah, he, sh- so he shot well in, in limited exposure. Yeah, well, if he shoots forty percent on threes, then um, he, he'll be a very helpful piece because uh, Dang obviously doesn't have uh, you know he's not going to shoot threes. Yes, um, any so any I, six foot ten guy who shoots forty percent from three will be very helpful for any team. Yeah, so it's I'm going to tentatively take the under here, but uh, I hope I'm wrong. And I'm going to tentatively say they're not going to make the playoffs, but again, I hope I'm wrong. No, I think they will. On. I think they will make the playoffs. That's the eighth seed. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we're making bets here. Okay. Now let's move on to number eighteen. Then number eighteen, I have the Detroit Pistons. I'm very confused. This team won 44 games last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I saw like Sports Illustrated predicts them to be the, the number four seed in the East. Their over-under is 34 and a half. What the hell? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. And it's not like, oh, you know, the nervous like someone's going to get hurt or something. It's such like a balanced team. I mean, yeah, yeah Jack, Jackson's already hurt. That's the that's yeah. Both of us going to play big minutes. Watch. Reggie Jackson's hurt, but you know, Andre Drummond last year looked like you know the second coming of Moses Malone or something. At least in the first half of the year, his free throw shooting obviously a huge problem, literally the worst in the history of the league. But yeah, they're starting five once Reggie Jackson is healthy. And Ish Smith is a decent backup point guard. They really have no holes. They have a great coach. This is a team I think in the East that should be competing for 40, uh, 40 plus wins in a playoff spot. No, I agree. They have big bodies. They have uh, Boban, Baines, and Lauer. They have yeah. Stanley Johnson. Like people really thought was going to break out last year, he didn't. But you know, he's a backup on this team. Like that's yeah. 
Reggie, KCP, Morris, Tobias Harris, and Drummond is a legitimate NBA starting lineup. Yeah, that's a good starting lineup. Yeah, so I don't understand why they're over-unders 34 and a half. Um, I, they won 44 last year. I think they'll win about that. I have them right now at 42 wins a game out of the playoffs in the East, mm-hmm. but any of these teams at the bottom are interchangeable. Yeah, let's, you know? bet, let's bet your kids' college fund on them and the over. Yeah. Um, let's bet yours. But okay, let's move on to number 17. Then also with 42 wins, I predict the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know what the hell this team is doing. A year after they insanely overpaid Wes Matthews, they insanely overpaid Harrison Barnes. Like they have enough pieces to compete for a playoff spot. But, like, what's the point? They they have no chance of making the second round. They don't have a single player under 24 years old. So wh- what are they doing? I mean, Cuban has to know that, right? He's not dumb. I don't know. Jen, is Mark Cuban an idiot? No. Analysis. Watching uh, Shark Tank. Well, she's watching Shark Tank, yeah. Um, so I don't understand what he's doing. I have them at 42 wins in the nine seed in the West. Let's say they win a couple more and they make the playoffs. Congratulations. Um, you spent, uh, you know, $150 million on West Matthews and Harrison Barnes. That being said, they have a good starting lineup. They just don't have a bench. Yeah, but they don't again, have like a sixth NBA player on their team besides their starting lineup. What odds would I have to give you for you to bet that this team will make the second round of the playoffs? Oh, it's 30 to one. It's impossible. Yeah. So what's the what's the, so to what end are they doing this again? They don't have a single player under 24 years old. Like they're, they're stuck in purgatory. It uh, really well, makes I, no sense. I'm, I'm just telling you, Williams, Wes Matthews, Harrison Barnes, Dirk, and Bogut is a really style, solid starting. What I, what I have to assume is that Cuban has just decided that he's not going to make. He, he like he saw what happened to like KG and he saw what happened to Kobe and he's decided I'm not going to let Dirk not make the playoffs before he retires. So he's just going to keep dragging this team to 42 wins and then as soon as Dirk retires, then he'll blow it up and then he'll try and get rid of all these contracts because right now they're stuck in a situation where they won't win fewer than 35, but they won't win more than 45. So. Anyway, all right, so number 16 on my list, we're moving on up. Uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, did I say Bobcats? Excuse me. The Charlotte Hornets, they were the hottest team in the second half last year, but nobody believes they can win 48 again, right? Uh, it's a, No, I, they, you should bet uh, you know, the same college fund for one kid that you're betting Detroit's over, bet Charlotte's under. This is insane. Oh, no, I, no. so the over-under is 39 and a half. I'm taking the over. I have them at 43 wins. But, look, they get Michael Kidd-Gurkos back, which is good. Uh, the Hibbert for Jefferson swap at center is is not a huge downgrade. I mean, it's probably a, a, a upgrade defensively. Oh, but that, I, No, that's a, a huge – Hibbert is washed up. It's well, but, Jeffer, but Jefferson was coming off the bench. Jefferson couldn't play last year either, even when All he was right, healthy. So, you're, so it's really Jefferson to Cody Zeller is, you know, is your main center. Yeah, Cody Zeller is probably going to be their starting center. Not probably. Um, Hibbert is, is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> Hibbert's not good. He was bad for the Lakers, so <laughs> – and okay, this is another team with no real bench. I mean, Jeremy Lamb was okay in the like the linen lamb. Here's the uh, problem. We saw the absolute ceiling for Kemba Walker and Nick Batum. Like yeah. they are not gonna play better than they played last year. I would agree. So the only thing is, all right, they um, you know, Michael Kigilsa Kilchrist is back and he's good. That's really the only thing you have to hang your hat on. If uh, if you want to see this team again, they won forty eight games last year. They're not gonna do that again. Who's the best player on their bench? Marco Bellinelli? Frank Kaminsky? Like it's it it. There's a lot of teams in the East yeah. that have like five good players and don't have a six. That's crazy. The yeah. Knicks, the Pistons, the I'm not the Pistons, the Knicks, the Hornets. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe, so you think I'm too high on them with 43 wins? You know, I th- I thought I thought you were saying the number was higher, 39 and a half. Mm, I would guess they'd go under it, but I, there's just no real room for improvement anywhere. I I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Number 15, the uh, Houston. Rockets, who knows what's happening in this team? Uh, first of all, the weird thing is, like in their front courts, so they lost Dwight Howard. They still have inside Modi Yunus, who was their starting power forward, would have been their starting power forward again. I guess that it's going to be Ryan Anderson, 
right? Yeah, probably. Like he, does, he doesn't play a lick of defense. So you have him, you have James Harden. This team is going to be comically awful defensively. I just – they will be better than last year because last year was the year from hell, I guess. But I don't see evidence that they're going to be much better. No, like, I, I'm at 43 wins. Yeah. They're not going to get more than that. I mean, if Harden misses like a month, you know, with oh, some minor lottery. injury, they're going to they're gonna be in the lottery. The, sure. I mean, Eric Gordon, come on, is washed up. I, I'm not buying KJ McDaniels. Uh, you know, Reese has passed his prime. Ryan Anderson is like one of the worst defenders ever uh, and didn't do anything last year. Obviously, he's, you know, coming back for some from some major issues. Yeah, he'll score 18 points a game, but it'll be a pretty I like game. Ryan Anderson. Um, and, and Capella just came out that they really wanted to play Capella over Dwight Howard last year, but the coach would not act yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they going to sign Mati Yunus? By the way, Josh Smith, who was also on the team last year, he's also unsigned. So they have a couple of power forwards. I assume they're not bringing him back for sure. But um, I, they're going to try and bring Mati Yunus back, I assume, right? I bet sure. All right. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on. That's number 15. Number 14, I have the Chicago Bulls. Their over-under is 38 and a half. That seems low to me. Like, even if Wade can't play more than 55 games, this is still a team that could win. I have them at 44 wins in the seventh seed, right? I mean, they have a lot of pieces. Robin Lopez, Taj Gibson, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo. That's a good starting five. Yeah. And then they have Miritic on the bench. They, uh, they got Michael Carter-Williams from the box, who, you know, can get a little bit of instant offense there. They have Doug McDermott, who at least uh, can hit a couple open shots. Yeah, Denzel Valentine, you know, fantastic yeah. college player. Yeah, this is a really good bench, especially for the East. Yeah, so uh, this is not a great team, but this is a team that should definitely be in the playoffs, and you should take the over at 38 and a half. Oh, they're, right? they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I would take the All over right. for sure. Okay. All right, number 13, tied with the Bulls at 44 wins. Have I we have discussed the a team yet that could win a playoff series? Um, I mean, no. Houston, like Harden couldn't get go crazy and beat like the Spurs or something in a playoff series. Probably no. could. No. no? Okay. Well, I guess the thing is, if any of these teams weasel their way up to six, because the three seed, like, there's a big drop between two and three. But I, I would say I would say no so far. Barring injuries or, or something dramatic, I'd say no. Okay. All right. Uh, now I have the Washington Wizards. This is a team who could. You know, I have them as the sixth seed at 44 wins. They could be Toronto in the first round, especially the way Toronto plays in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd like to see Wall and Beal play together for, like, 75 games. Yeah, they hate each other. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I just don't like much on the rest of the team. Um, you know, uh, Markeith is, is like, you know, puts up better stats than he is a player. Uh, you know, Gortat's fine. I'm not an auto porter guy, you know, and, and the bench stinks. Uh, Jan Mahimney, well, Marcus, Marcus Thornton, Trey Burke, they get some offense in the backcourt on the bench. Not, I'm not loving. Yeah. I, the truth is Burke wasn't not a bad signing. He was languishing in, in Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, what's this team doing? Well, uh, they're not going past the second round, but I, look, they if won this 41. team is in the second round, then the East is garbage. Well, they won 41 last year, and they were a big disappointment. So they're going to win a couple more. And again, if, if they are the sixth seed and they face Toronto in the first round, they're at least like a 42% chance to win that series. So, Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Toronto can't beat this Washington team, then why even discuss the other 14 teams in the East? All right. Okay. Number 12, we have I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, here, look, they won 42 last year and they just had, you know, more injuries. And in I mean, they literally played 28 players the most in NBA history. So they have to be better than 42, which is why I have them at 44. But on the other hand, it just feels like this group's run has ended, right? Like, you know, you've had the same guys here for about five years. Their ceiling was about 55, 56 wins, but they can never really, you know, get over the hump in the playoffs. It's Zebo's last season in Memphis. His last season as a star was at least two seasons ago. You know, their big move was they decided to upgrade the three spot with Chandler Parsons. But Chandler Parsons was a disappointment in Dallas. He was disappointed, or excuse me, he was disappointment in Houston. 
I don't know. This team is just really boring. There's there's nothing exciting about this team. Well, Jamichael Green might be interesting. Uh, Randolph's not uh, yeah. even going to start. I I think I think yeah I think Jamichael Green is going to steal Zebo's starting spot. But you That's saw Michael. He is starting. Oh, yeah. Okay, Marcus All. It's the same guys. Whatever. Again, is could this team win a playoff series? Probably not. No, they can't win a playoff series. They got to blow up and start over. They're like Dallas, or add a big piece somehow. Yeah, but all their everybody's on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah, except for Parsons, I guess. And he's I mean, not if you exactly put young. like you know another all star on this team, they're winning playoff series. All right, so fine. Well, really <laughs> I'm saying yeah, like no. if they if if they're the team that's stealing the Cousins, or, you know, or or let's say the Spurs tank and and Lamarcus Aldridge is available. Spurs are tanking now. <laughs> the Spurs not not like tank the way the Sixers tank, but there's already reports that Aldridge is upset that Kawhi Leonard's the star of the team. Yeah, which is why uh, he's not on Portland anymore. He might be yeah. an insane person who just wants to be the best player on like he wants to be Mitchell. Why would he have joined the Spurs if that was his if his issue? That makes no sense. He maybe he's an insane person. They probably uh, lied and said that like you could be the star, and then he drives around San Antonio and he sees like the H E B ads with uh, Kawhi Leonard on and them and not him, and he's yeah, sad. I don't, I don't know who's in the local ads in San Antonio, but uh, you as a local San Antonian are obviously on top of that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. So enough of the boring Memphis Grizzlies. Let's get to number eleven, the Utah Jazz. All right, everybody's slurping these guys. Their over-under is 47 and a half, which is insane. Slurping, that's disgusting. (laughs) Okay, everybody is talking up the Utah Jazz. Their over-under is 47 and a half. To me, that's crazy. Uh, Rudy Gobert has not taken the expected jump. What was their biggest addition this season? Boris Diaw? Uh, uh, I mean, Boris wasn't really getting minutes for the Spurs last year. He's going to be... Is he going to try hard in Utah? He's going to be so bored in Utah. Yeah. He's going to be so checked out. He's going to be 400 pounds, yeah. and he's, he's going to be back on, like, the Spurs or the Warriors by Also, April. doesn't there have to be, like, karmic payback for what they allowed Kobe to do in Game 82 last year? That was an abomination. Uh, it really is. It was uh, a disgrace. I, I mean, the, the Jazz are so unlikable, uh, no matter who their coach is. I don't know why. There's just something about them. That being said, they have a lot of good players. Yeah. Oh, they could win a playoff series. Like Hill, Look, Hayward, all- Johnson, Favors, Gobert, uh, D.L. Burks, Exum. Hood. Okay. But can you can you agree with me that the fact that they have the seventh highest over under in the league is ridiculous? I think because they're not one player contingent, it's it, they're a safer bet. Like one injury doesn't ruin them, even if it's like you know a spot. Yeah, there well, they're they're a safer bet to win forty, but to win forty eight, which is what they need to win to get the over. Forty eight's asking a lot, but they're just going to be a tough out every night. Take, and take all so of kids' uh, college uh, funds, put them all on the under for the Utah Jazz. Okay, That's what I who's next? All right, now number 10, we're in the top 10. The Atlanta Hawks, they lost two of their three stars. Dwight gets a lot of undeserved hate. To me, he's still a top 25 guy. We get to see if Schrader's the real deal. This team isn't great. I have them winning 45 games, but, you know, they're, they're solid. They'll compete with Indiana and teams like that sort of uh, in the middle of the, of the uh, playoff pack in the East. I mean, to me, it's crazy, and it just shows you, like, East versus West, that this team could be above Utah. I mean, Utah, like, smokes this team at every position, basically. Yeah, yeah, and all, Atlanta's really boring. They're always boring. I mean, they're so boring. A, shro- like, a, a starting lineup of Schroeder, Corver, Bazemore, Millsap, and Howard is so mediocre. Like, it's totally fine, but then they have nobody. There's no one else on this team. But they're going to win 45 games in the East, right? Oh, if this team wins four. I, I, what, can we switch, like, Minnesota and Utah to the East this year? I mean, this year, we should have done it at any point in the last 20 years. It's I know. Been a pro- you know. I know, but, but you know. We can't yeah. retroactively switch anybody. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, number nine on my list, the Indiana Pacers. The big question this year is, does Miles Turner take the big leap that we're hoping for? These guys, well, I'm not hoping. Like I want them. every other team to be bad except for my team. 
Oh, all right. Uh, to me, Indiana is the Blazers of the East. They're they're so, they're definitely a playoff team. They're solid. I have winning forty six games, but mm. I think they're a little bit overhyped. No, I agree. I I mean, so Teague, Ellis, George, Thad Young, and Miles Turner is a really solid starting five. Uh, Al Jefferson could maybe give them something off the bench. Uh, you know, I, I, but then where else, like, you know, who else is filling out the rotation? CJ Miles and Aaron Brooks. Again, similar to, you know, the Detroits and, and the uh, Atlantas. Like, this team is just always bores me. Yeah, no, I agree. They're boring. All right, number eight, then. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Definitely not boring. No, not boring. It'll be fascinating to watch. Uh, Westbrook, obviously. I just worry he's going to burn himself out. He's slightly injury prone. Like, is, if he misses games... This team is going to be like wildly unwatchable. That being said, like an Adams Cantor, you know, monster uh, lineup that they went to that they that they beat the Spurs and they gave the Warriors hell for seven games. You know, it, it's it, like there's something to be said, like Westbrook plus those two guys. They're, they're going to cause havoc. Yeah, uh, to me, it's just so frustrating Durant left because I would have loved to see that team with with Oladipo and, and Ilyasova. Um, but as it is, they're slightly over 500. I have them at 46 wins. You know, they were over 500 when Durant missed most of 2015. And that was, you know, before they had Oladipo, obviously, who I, I really like Oladipo. They had baby Sabonis. Um, you know, we had an argument on the podcast over the summer, or maybe it was this, um, you know, after the last NBA season ended, we were talking about the preseason, uh, our picks for the MVP for the NBA for the 2017 season. And I said, uh, to me, the, uh, the leader in the clubhouse is Russell Westbrook. And number two is Kevin Durant. I, I would take those two versus the field for MVP. And you disagreed with me. No, well, I disagreed about Duran. I, I think Westbrook was my pick. No, oh, oh, so we both have Westbrook. Yeah, I think you're a liar. I think I picked Westbrook, and you picked like someone on the Warriors. No, no, no. I said you said that that Duran had no chance. No chance. I, I did that. That I agree. I said Duran had no chance. Steve Kerr said himself. He said that they're gonna they're gonna split the vote. Yeah, well, I mean, Shaq and Kobe, you could say that, you know, or LeBron and Dwayne Wade, like, uh, you could have two top three, top five players on a team and one of them can still win MVP. Yeah, but if they, they win 70 games, not if they win 70 games and Kevin Durant scores 30 points a game, he will be a top three in the MVP vote for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. So glad we agreed over there. Okay. So that's number eight. Number seven, also with 46 wins, uh, according to me, and another team I think that is overrated, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they won 44 last year. The bench got stronger. They added Evan Turner and Festus Azili. They still, to me, have the weakest front court of any contender, unless you're going to say that Mason Plumlee is going to be the guy that we saw in the first round of the playoffs last year. But, you know, obviously their backcourt is fantastic and they have great depth now, but they don't really have anybody you really trust banging it down low. So to me, 46 wins. This is a team that their ceiling is, what, 48 wins? 49 wins. This is not a team that can get to the Western Conference Finals. No, and I think it's a team that's worse than the playoffs. Like, the Lillard McCollum stuff is cute in the regular season, but once teams lock down in the playoffs, they're not getting anything from their front court, and they, they have nothing to trouble, uh, you know, obviously Golden State, but even like a San Antonio or maybe even like an OKC. Well, yeah, so they can get to the four seed in the West for sure, but they they, they, yeah. just, they have no chance in the second round. No, this is they're just, they're missing something. that They may be able to get, they may be able to swing for you know, a decent wing, like a, a small forward that's better than like an Evan Turner. But yeah, even if we lived in a world where the Golden State Warriors did not exist. Yeah. No, nobody this, we mentioned so far could be no. a, could be a championship team. Uh, concur. Be a final team. I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, right. the Rockets with maybe minor tweaks, but I, you know, no, I agree. Okay. So we're getting closer up to number six, the Toronto Raptors. 
they won 56 last year, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, that, that that's obviously their ceiling. There's no way they're going to be better than that. But no. um, I still have them winning 50 games. The East is weak. So their over-under is 49 and a half. I think they'll be just right there. Any chance Jonas, like, makes a little bit of a jump? Well, he had he did take a jump the first couple of playoff rounds. He was their only good player in the playoffs until he got injured, obviously, because yeah. Lowry and DeRozan were disasters. Jonas was was a beast in the playoffs, um, and then and then obviously he got injured, and then Biombo looked really good and, and turned it into seventy two million dollars. Yeah, um, Jared Sullinger is already injured. Who was, was supposed to? Yeah, be I don't love the bench. Court. The bench is an issue. Like Corey Joseph is a totally fine backup point guard. I don't, I don't, I don't love the bench at all. Terrence Ross is okay. Patrick Patterson's okay. Um, Patterson isn't he starting? Well, he's going to start right now because Sullinger's injured, but yeah. you know, presumably he'll be back on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a team because you know the East is not very good. They'll they'll be the three seed. They'll get fifty wins probably. Or but yeah, this is again, this is not a team that can compete for a championship. No, nope, not at all. All right, number five, I have them at fifty four wins. The Boston Celtics. Uh, they won 48 last year, and they added Al Horford. So my only question about the Celtics is very simple. Last year, as I said, Toronto won 56. And the reason that's important is because it made Cleveland keep playing to get to 57. So what we want to see about Cleveland is at what point can they just coast in the regular season? At what point can LeBron say, all right, we have the one seed wrapped up? I, I, so, I think Cleveland is going to need – this is a year, even though LeBron skipped the Olympics. Like, he, you know, he played the full, you know, the full season through June again. I, I, they, this is going to be a year where they're going to need Kyrie to carry the team for three, four weeks while LeBron sits with like a minor injury to so rest him for rest. I, I think the, the, that's common now. I think rest, okay, so that's your, rest so LeBron 10, 12 games. My prediction and slash so, hope so for LeBron. It's possible Boston gets the one seed if Cleveland doesn't play for it, which I think they shouldn't. So my hope for Cleveland and LeBron is, and we'll, you know, we'll get to them in a second, obviously, but LeBron still needs at least two more MVP caliber seasons. If he wants to get, you know, plus obviously more titles, if he wants to get into the MJ conversation and he has not been the last two years in the regular season, he has not been in the MVP conversation. He's been like fourth or fifth or sixth, but he hasn't been one, two or three. And part of that is because he hasn't had to try in the East. So I want to see Boston push to the mid fifties, to high fifties to wins, because I want to see LeBron play hard for 80 games, not just, you know, the last 25 games like he did uh, last season, for example, because I want to see, you know, Michael Jordan every single season, all the way, you know, till he retired with the Bulls in 98 gave you 82 games of, you know, best player in the league every single year. He didn't take time off in the regular season the way LeBron does. Yeah, it's also worth pointing out um, that Horford is probably on a slight decline. It's possible that this could be his last, like, peak, you know, season. But his numbers slipped a little bit last year. He didn't shoot well for the first time, basically, since his rookie season, where he's normally, like, a 55% shooter and he only shot 50% from the floor. Uh, Look, he's... Is rebound. He's, he's never been like a top 15, top 20 guy, but the point is he's a top, he's a solid top 30. Oh, obviously guy. it was a great addition. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, we're talking about a team that, that, you know, the team maybe, still has more moves to make also. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bradley Horford, Marcus Smart. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like everything they've done. I, I, could this team be in the NBA finals if uh, LeBron or Kyrie get hurt? Yeah. Only if LeBron gets hurt. Okay. Yeah, no other scenario. All right, uh, number four, a team that is locked into the threes. I mean, the one, two, and three uh, seeds in the West, you should just, you know, you can etch those in stone today. There is no chance of any change. Uh, The LA Clippers, they, I mean, they're clearly a top five team, and they clearly have zero chance of winning a title, which has been the case for the last few years. 
They're locked into the third best spot in the conference, as I said. You know, even Blake Griffin missed half the year last year, and they won 53 games. So they're going to win a few more. I have them at 56 and 26. Um, but again, I, what, what do you do with this team when you're a lock for top five and a lock for not, you know, making it to the NBA Finals? Well, it's the same problem that the, that I'm sure the next team we're going to discuss the Spurs have, which is like there's nothing you can do because you're not going to upgrade on Paul Reddick, Blake, Dondre. You're only going to, you know, sort of tear down the team. Yeah, but so, it's not the same as the Spurs because the Spurs have won multiple titles and have gone to the finals multiple right. times. Right, yeah, but the Spurs yeah. are also resting on the rolls now. Like, they know they're not winning the title this year. I mean, Chris Paul's never even made a past second round of the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, this could definitely be the year. Uh, you know, they, they match up well with the Spurs if that's the second round. If that's the second round. All team. right, so they get to the Western Conference Finals. Congrats. Yeah, Is I that mean, a successful season? I mean, whoa. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I, I you have a super team. There's just no reason to think that this team should make the NBA Finals. So but what, even absent the super team, this team has been, like, locked into, like, the And I don't love the bench. Best. I wish, you know, for when the playoffs were rolled around, they didn't rely on Austin Rivers and Jamal Crawford still. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I mean, retiring Pierce. Yeah. yeah, they don't really have a lot on their bench. Um, all right, so... That's it. So we get to the only three teams that matter, much like last year. No, I mean, the Spurs I mean, don't only... matter as much as I love them. They don't matter at all. Okay. So here's the thing about the Spurs. I have them at 58 wins. Yeah. Um, you know, They're going way a... under. They're going way under. They're going to win max 50 games this year. 50? Oh, yeah. Wow. No, no, They're not even going to try to win 58 this year. Well, they go over every year, so I'm going to continue to give it to them. Here's the thing. Gasol is obviously better than Duncan offensively, but way, way, way worse defensively. They lost Boris Diaz. I mean, everyone's worse than Duncan defensively. There were a lot of metrics that had Duncan as the number one defender in the NBA last year. They have no, like, front court depth whatsoever. None. They have four big men on the team, and two of them are David Lee and Dwayne Dedman, which means... Dedman's going to play. Yeah. Oh, Dedman's going to play a lot. And, you know, Gasol's not playing 82 again. The... To me, this is signaling that the Spurs, who you know, lead the charge in you know in almost every way, are are basically signaling like we're cutting out the big men, and you know Ka- Kawhi is going to play some four and Kyle Anderson or da- Davis. Yeah, Burton yeah, they're, le- they're leading the charge. They got small ball. That's all about the San Antonio Spurs. No one else has done that. Yeah, I'm, I'm San Antonio Spurs. I, I, I mean, like literally, not even having big men on your roster other than stars. Like, I mean, you know, no, no more Hashim the beats. Like, you know what I mean? If you can't play, if you're not like a, a starting level big man, you're out of the league. When, 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 I'm just saying, like, there's no more like project garbage, you <laughs> know, right. you know, these guys who are blockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah Timothy Mozgov just signed for $64 million. Okay, so. <laughs> with, a, with a team that's forward thinking or a team that's backwards thinking? <laughs> Bismarck Biambo got $72 million. Again, w- w- did the Warriors give Bismarck yeah. $72 million or a dummy exactly. give it? Um, here's the thing. They won 67 last year. They're not going to win 11 fewer than last year. Of course they are. Okay. Again, All they right. lost, they lost the best defender in the NBA. Oh my God. They, and they have no depth. They lost David West and they had, again, they replaced Duncan West and Diaw with Pau Gasol. That's a terrible trade. Yeah. They didn't no, add anybody. I mean, Kyle year. Anderson is going to probably make a jump. Jonathan Simmons, who was not in the playoff rotation, will probably make his way in. Uh, you know, nobody in the NBA really has a, as a guy like Patty Mills coming off the bench. Um, you know, I mean, again, Mills and Ginobili and, and, and you know, yeah. maybe Kyle Anderson, if he's good, n- nobody has bench guys like that, but they just don't have the depth anymore. They also did something very on Spurs like they signed one of their what? Well, you said nobody has a guy like Patty Mills off the bench. So now I'm going to list you a bunch of uh, point guards coming off the bench who are. In the conversation of Patty Mills, if not better than him. All right. Okay, list them. All right. Uh, Corey Joseph. Uh, again, the Spurs cut Corey Joseph okay. because he he's not as good as Patty Mills. Okay. Marcus Smart. 
I'm a smart and interesting player, but I, it's not fair to just call him a backup point guard. I mean, he's going to... It's done. Remains to be seen. Again, any or, of these or guys... Ricky, or, Ricky, or Ricky Rubio, fine. Right, any, but any of those guys, if any of those guys make any sort of leap, they become the starter. It's not All like right, they're backing um, up Stephen Curry. Michael Carter-Williams? He, he literally can't shoot. He sucks. <laughs> there is Mario. no guy. We just went through every team in the NBA, unless the Warriors have someone I'm sleeping on. Like The... Uh, the, the, we know the Cavs don't have they don't have a backup point guard on the team, so it's not going to be them. Uh, Patty Sean Mills, Livingston. Sean Livingston was fantastic when okay. Curry was injured in the playoffs. Sean Livingston's a good player. He can't like carry a team to an Olympic medal like Patty Mills did. <laughs> he can't. He couldn't. Patty Mills was incredible in the Olympics. Well, okay, Brandon Knight on the 18 win Phoenix Suns. Okay, I mean that's uh, they're going to play all. He's going to start. They're going to play all three guards. No. <laughs> and he's not even a point guard. He's a he is. Two. All right. Um, anyways, uh, Patty Mills is good. He, he's not like a completely like sui generis. He's he's a good backup point guard. I, I'll give you that. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's get to the number two team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so as I was saying before, they won fifty seven last year, and they had Toronto on their heels with fifty six. You don't think they're going to try for the one seed? I think they are. And again, my question: they're over under fifty six and a half. And to me, you're not betting on Cleveland. You're betting on Boston. Can Boston push them, or can somebody else push them to try hard enough for, to keep that one seed in the East? Uh, I think Love is going to be better than he was last year. Kyrie will be better than he was last year. And again, I really want to see LeBron try for 82 games. I want, as a guy who loves history, I want to see him get another couple MVPs and uh, compete with MJ. But it's up to the rest of the East. It's up to the Celtics. Or I mean, I hate the a... construction of this team. It's insane that they still have... The exact like, same team as last year. What Richard do you hate Jefferson, James Jones, like they couldn't improve on those guys? No, they did not. It is the exact same team as last year. And that team won the title. It's bananas that they that, – I, like, I mean, again, the Warriors added Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get to that. The number one team in the NBA, obviously. They won 73 last year, and then they added the second-best player in the league. So there's really not a lot to say. I have them at 69 and 13, but that's just because whatever. If they're going to win 74, they're going to win 74. Uh, you know, they say that they're not going to try and get the title the, – the, you know, the record because they learned some kind of lesson from last year, which is idiotic. Um the fact that they lost, they blew a 3-1 series lead and lost the NBA Finals has nothing to do with the fact that they won 73 games in the regular season. Those are completely independent facts. Um, everybody hates them. Um, whatever. Uh, the NBA season is irrelevant because of the Golden State Warriors. Right? I agree. Screw the Warriors. Uh, I hate them. It's Warriors over Cavs. I'm going to say the Warriors sweep the Cavs this year. That's my hot take. Yeah, I mean, Warriors over Cavs. That's everybody's prediction, obviously. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, we will do some football. No promises. Uh, I should, we should have added at the top that we said we we're going to do power rings this week for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do that next week. Give it another week. I, I agree. Okay. Well, we will uh, be back hopefully tomorrow to discuss uh, garbage uh, week seven in the NFL and discuss week eight in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But that's our NBA preview. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.